Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Westlake United Methodist Church. So wonderful to see you all here this morning. We have a few quick announcements uh, to start us off. We are having the youth traveling turkeys. Nope, we're having campfire songs and stories. Coming right up, ladies and gentlemen, our outdoor adventure for, oh, those are just scrolling right by. That's all right. We're going to get the announcements up here in just a second. There are several. So we're just going to play this instrumentally one more time. Here we go. Well, hello, Frank. Hi, Foundation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Westlake UMC. We are so glad that you are here today. Uh, my name's Kurt Davis, and I'm the Associate Pastor of Community Engagement and Program Development. And uh, I want to invite you to do something at the end of your row. There is a booklet. If you wouldn't mind opening that up, signing in, we would love to have a record of your attendance today. And if you'll pass it down the row, we'd really appreciate it. And if you are worshiping online with us, you can also register your attendance there. If you're on the live stream on the website, if you'll back out of full screen mode, there is a little red rectangle that says register your attendance, uh, fill out that form, come on back. And if you're on Facebook Live, you can find the link uh, to that form in the event page. Well, there are a few things, actually a whole bunch of things that I'm gonna talk about here, things that are happening in the life of the church uh, in these next few weeks. We have a hope and healing program designed for folks who have experienced any kind of loss that's happening on All Saints Sunday, November 7th, uh, and that's from 10 to 11 a.m. This will be online only, so this will be a Zoom experience, uh, but I want to let you know that that's coming up, and that will be led by our very own Guy Maddox, uh, so it'll be a great experience. So you can sign up online for that, and the information is on the events page. Christmas in October is happening. You've heard about it for uh, a few weeks now, but it is in swing. We're getting ahead of the holiday rush with meaningful gifts and projects, and there's so many different ways to serve, to give of your time, of your talent, of your resources. And so I want to invite you to participate in some way to, uh, to, to find something that really works for you and for your family. And there are opportunities to do this alone or with groups in person, 
not around anybody. So there are so many different ways to serve and to give back and to express God's love in really tangible and practical ways. And so uh, there are some brochures in the lobby. You can uh, pick one of those up. And you can also do this online. You can see all this information and even sign up online, westlake-umc.org slash CIO. We are collecting Halloween candy, so that's coming up. Halloween's next Sunday. If you've got any extras, we would love to have that because uh, there will be a distribution through Mobile Loaves and Fishes for our unhoused neighbors. Uh, so uh, we would love to, to receive anything that you have left over. There will be a designated bin uh, coming up here in the lobby. Oh, uh, yesterday we had a team that was at uh, uh, the Habitat for Humanity build, and uh, we have some pictures here of what was happening there, some great stuff. Look at those smiling faces. Who knew it was so fun to do construction? That's fantastic. Oh, and we had some great volunteers who made all of that happen, not only the build, but bringing lunch itself, and so it was a, a really fantastic day. Ashley, are you sore? Yeah, okay. All right, take an Advil. <laughs> uh, we have some youth ministry happenings. Uh, today we have a youth movie night from 4 to 7 p.m., and that will take place in the youth room in Building M. Uh, so come and be a part of that. And then also immediately following the second service, the 11.15 a.m. service, we have a uh, youth mission uh, info meeting. So there are different mission opportunities for our middle school and high school students this summer of 2022. Uh, so if you wanna hear more information, come to that right after the second service. And that will also be in the youth room. Children's ministry handbells are coming back. And they are starting this Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. We're really excited about that. If you have any questions, please contact Kelly Brewer. Uh, her email is kbrewer at westlake-umc.org. And then last thing, today there is the Campfire Songs and Stories. So it is the fourth Sunday of the month, which means it's time for our children's ministry outdoor adventure. This is going to be so fun. Campfire stories, songs, treats, it's going to be a blast. And this is a great way for our younger kiddos uh, to come and be a part as well. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So join us from 6 to 7 p.m. today. Thanks, everybody. Awesome. Thanks, Kurt. Um, thank you all, everybody, for masking up. Since you're masked up, let's stand and sing our hearts out. much for allowing us to gather this morning and to sing your praises and to recognize that you are the Lord of our lives, the creator of this beautiful world. And Lord, you're the master of all that is good. 
We come this morning with praises on our lips as we worship you. We come with praise on our lips as we grieve. We come with praise on our lips as we discern your word. And as we try, Lord, to understand your will for us. Lord, we ask right now that you bless all those who are traveling overseas in our congregation, those who are on a trip to the Holy Land, including Pastor Tracy. Lord, all of those who can't be with us in worship this morning, God, we just ask that you be with them wherever they might be. And Lord, help us this morning to understand your mission for us. Lord, help us to prayerfully consider how to use our gifts, our resources, our hands, our feet, and our hearts, all for your glory. And God, we just pray that this time might be a time that is truly worthy. It might be a time that we can truly open our hearts and worship you, recognize you as the Lord of our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. like him, the lion and the lamb, seated on the throne. Mountains bow down, yes, every ocean roars to the Lord of hosts. Sing it out, everybody. Praise. Praise Adonai. From the rising of the sun to the end of every day. so good to see you. <laughs> Jesus offers us a peace that transcends all of our understanding. And that peace is being offered to you today. Would you turn to one another and pass the peace of Christ to each other? I'll give a hug. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll give you a hug. Good to see you, my friend. <laughs> Hi, Janine. Good to see you. Hi, Mike. What do you want? Peace. I don't know what this is. This is 
You're trying to hit me. Hi, Hi Anne. Good to see you. Hi. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you. Peace of Christ to you. Hey, thanks for doing the acolyting today. That was awesome. Oh, I love those too. Those are so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, good morning. Hi, Kevin. I'll just give you a hug. <laughs> From the rising of the sun to the end of every day, praise at all night. All the nations of the earth, all the angels and the saints, sing Seven, come on down. morning. How are you guys? Everybody good? You're looking forward to something next week, I bet. You got your costumes ready? Yeah, yeah. Can't wait. I don't guess you'll come to my neighborhood. Nobody comes to my cul-de-sac anymore. It's terrible. I may have to come to you. I know, it's so sad. All right, so today I have brought some seeds with me. We're going to talk about the scripture today talks about seeds. Look at these seeds. Do you know what any of them are for? What do you think they'll be when they grow up? Oh, okay. That, that one will be an A. That'll be an oak tree, right? That one's pretty, pretty big. You, can, you see these on the ground all the time. What about that one? Have you ever seen that one? Huh? Anybody? The yellow bells, I think that's a yellow bell seed. What about, what about this one? You see these if you've got, but it's a tree, right? It's going to be a tree. Isn't that amazing? That, that will be a tree. Well, in here, there are some seeds so tiny. I can, be, I mean, it, that is a seed. I mean, you can't even hardly see it, can you? That is a seed. Isn't that crazy? Tiny, tiny. God gave us all kind of sizes. There's okra seeds in there and cantaloupe seeds. and Well, those are beans. That Right. They kind of look like beans, and they are beans. They are beans. So seeds are an amazing thing that God has given us. 
And when they grow up, they're going to be something wonderful. The best seeds, I think, are those that make a big plant with lots of flowers and fruit. What do you think? Yeah, but it could be the littlest, the little tiniest seed that makes that great big thing, right? Look at that. I mean, isn't that a miracle? Just all by itself. Doesn't take much to excite us, does it, when God's concerned? But Well, God created us to grow into something wonderful, too, right? No matter how big or how small, and gave us all special talents and gifts, even the littlest ones, right? Everybody has a, time, has, a, has a gift to share, just like the seeds. And we can share just a little bit. We can just, you know, kind of grudgingly give a smile or a handshake or something. Or we can be really bold and big and use all our gifts abundantly, as the Bible would say. And the Bible today talks about that the more we share, whether it's money or love or a skill with a soccer ball or singing for a grandma, what are some of the things that you've got gifts for? What are some of the things that you can share? Anybody play the piano? Draw, yeah, draw pictures. Those could turn into gifts for, for people. You could go play, at a, play the piano at a nursing home or for friends or all kinds of things. What about you guys? Got things that you love to do? I know every one of you's got gifts. Some of you like to build things. You could build a birdhouse for a neighbor or you could build all kinds of things. So think about what is it that God has given you a special gift for that you could share. And um, whatever you've been blessed with can be used to help others. It doesn't matter how big or small. And, but the thing is, you've got to share it cheerfully. You know what the Bible says? God loves a cheerful giver. That was always one of those scriptures we had to memorize when I was a kid. God loves it. So don't, don't do it grudgingly. Get it out there cheerfully. And when we share, our hearts are so full of thanks and blessings that we just keep on sharing. It's the best kind of habit. Can you imagine a habit of sharing? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for helping us to grow and grow so that we can share your gifts with others. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you all. We exalt thee, we exalt thee, we exalt thee, oh. And now a reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning of verse 6. The point is this. The one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion. 
For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. As it is written, he scatters abroad, he gives to the poor, his benevolence endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your benevolence. You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your sharing with them and with all others, while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, today is week three of our stewardship series, which is entitled First, Putting God First in Living and Giving. And this series is adapted uh, from a book called Shiny Gods from a pastor named Mike Slaughter uh, at Ginghamsburg Methodist Church in Ohio. And that term, shiny gods, refers to the distractions in our lives, even the good things that can be misprioritized and turn us away from worshiping God as the center of our lives. A shiny God is another word for an idol, anything we prioritize ahead of the importance of worshiping God, making God first. And that can be money, stuff, work, family, leisure. So in the first week of the series, Pastor Tracy invited us to examine our lives and to determine which shiny gods distract us the most. She encouraged us to recenter our lives and our focus on the Creator, the one who gives all of the good gifts that we enjoy. And last week in the second part of our series, Pastor Tracy reminded us that God is abundantly generous. As image bearers of our Creator, we were made to be generous as well. When we spend more than we earn, we miss opportunities to share God's abundance with others because we're burdened by the pressure of this debt that hangs over us. And it can even make our work less fulfilling because so much of what we earn has to be allocated to the repayment of debt rather than, in, rather than investing in what is most important. We're called to be generous because God is generous. When speaking of money, the founder of the Methodist movement, John Wesley, he said the following, earn all you can, save all you can, give all you can. And even though he said this over 200 years ago, it's still applicable in the year 2021. And today we'll explore how to be faithful with what we've been given in order to maximize how we earn, how we save, and how we give. So let's look at the importance of this first stewardship principle of 
earning all you can or being faithful with what you've been given. So in verse 10 in our scripture, it says, he who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your benevolence. As uh, Mike Slaughter points out in the book, God supplies the seed. God does not print money. <laughs> so uh, we saw some beautiful examples of seed, and that's kind of what God gives us. God doesn't just print money for a machine and says, and says here you go. No, we, we get seed. And as mentioned in, in last week's sermon, our work is one of the ways that God provides for us to meet our needs. And when we faithfully utilize the gifts the abilities and the resources that we have. We are put in a, in, in a position to have our own needs met. But there are two caveats to be named here. The first caveat is that the principle of earn all you can does not equal to become a workaholic. That obviously flies in the face of putting God first and being a good steward of your health, your relationships, and your family. And the second caveat is that earning more does not equal greater faithfulness. Much of the time, those who earn the most typically started with more. It takes money to make money, and it takes seed to produce a crop. The more seed you start with, the more crops you'll be able to produce. And not everyone starts with the same amount of seed or even the same kind of seed. God calls us to do the best with what we've been given. And doing the best we can with what we've been given may result in greater earning potential or greater earning power. The point of earning all we can is not to hoard all we can. It's to invest what we've been given in order to multiply our gifts and our resources in order to contribute to God's goodness and love being spread in as many places as possible. So this first principle is really about being faithful with what you've been given. Now let's look at the importance of the second principle, saving all you can. You've probably heard the phrase, hope for the best and prepare for the worst. I mean, you've heard that before. Yeah, we've heard that. I think many of us have lived long enough to know that life doesn't always go as planned. And because of that, some of you have come to expect the unexpected. Tweety Bird uh, has something to say about this. When someone tells you to expect the unexpected, slap them in the face and ask them if they expected it. <laughs> well, that's just mean, Tweety Bird. I, I, I don't recommend it. Don't follow his advice. Uh, none of us know exactly what the future holds. None of us. We aren't given any guarantees. And this is particularly true about how we earn our money, through work or through investments. The metaphor of seed and harvest in our scripture this morning provides a helpful picture of the importance of saving. Uh, in, in his book, Shiny Gods, uh, Slaughter says, in agricultural society, you can't eat your whole harvest. If you do, you won't have anything left over to plant the next year. You won't have seed. We know that spending more than we make is unsustainable, and living below our means, avoiding revolving debt, and saving and investing for the future seems to be what our wise examples have shown us 
over and over again. Saving not only prepares us to face the unexpected twists and turns of this life, but it can position us to be able to lend a helping hand when somebody is in dire need. And I realize in many ways that I am preaching to the choir here. We know how much generosity flows through this congregation. And that's only possible because you have been faithful with what you've been given. You've saved all you can in order to give all you can. The third stewardship principle is give all you can. And this isn't about the church having more so that it can hoard its resources, by the way. That's not what this is about. This is about the church bearing witness to the God who is love and being a hub that conveys and distributes and passes on God's goodness to one another, to our community, and to our world. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, said that money is meant to be an excellent gift of God, answering the noblest ends. He went on to say, in the hands of God's children, it is food for the hungry, drink for the thirsty, raiment for the naked. It gives to the traveler and the stranger where to lay their head. By it we may supply a father to the fatherless. We may, we may be a defense for the oppressed, a means of health to the sick, of ease to them that are in pain. I've heard a lot of stewardship sermons, speeches, and pleas over the course of my life. Some have been very heartfelt and compelling, and others have felt needy and manipulative. Guilt can be a powerful, motivating factor to give, but it isn't sustainable over the long haul. Plus, it feels kind of gross anyway, right? When we guilt people into doing things, especially giving money. See, when we talk about stewardship within the church, we refer to our time, our treasure, and our talents being utilized for the good of the congregation, the community, and the world. And you won't hear us trying to compel you to give a certain amount. We don't focus on obligatory standards of giving. Rather, we invite one another into cheerful giving that's motivated by faith, by hope, by love, and by generosity. Some may be able to give far more than 10% of their treasure in a cheerful manner, while others may be able to give less than that. The same goes for time and for talents. If each gives generously as they are able, fueled by love, the church can live as a faithful witness to God's loving and restorative intentions in this world. Again, it feels a little bit like I'm preaching to the choir here. You all have given and supported ministry and mission in incredible ways over this past year. We have seen cheerful giving in action over this past year. And I want you to take a look at something. This church, you have truly been the church throughout these long pandemic months. And I thank you. Ministry and mission efforts continue to respond to relevant needs in our community and in the world. 
Most recently, Children's Ministry and the Service Committee partnered to provide mop buckets for disaster recovery. Our volunteers in mission continue to make regular trips to repair homes in Texas that have suffered damage due to natural disasters. This year, they've also helped repair our own church campus after damage resulting from the ice apocalypse. And now they're headed to Louisiana to help muck out homes after the devastating Hurricane Ida. Our church, with the leadership of our service committee, has already helped resettle two Afghan families and are collecting supplies for a third. And community engagement continues to innovate incredible ways to continue to partner with our community to demonstrate good neighborliness and provide a powerful witness. We were able to adapt both our fall festival and Pictures with Santa events. We became a voting site for the 2020 elections. We marched in this year's Westlake Hills 4th of July parade and partnered with Lost Creek Living to host our back to school bash. And these examples are in no way a complete picture of the amazing ways you have been the church during extraordinary times. Isn't that fantastic? I love seeing that, yes. When you give of your resources here at Westlake UMC, this is what you support. I love seeing and hearing about all of the ways that you share God's love as you have faithfully shared your treasure, your time, and your talents. In verse 7 of our scripture today, the writer says that God loves a cheerful giver. Now, I want to make something very clear. Does God love you if you don't give cheerfully? Yes, of course. Does God love you if you don't give? Yes, of course. There is nothing you can do to make God love you anymore. There is nothing you can do to make God love you any less. God's love is infinite and it is boundless. God loves a cheerful giver because God knows how that transforms you into the kind of person that you really want to be, the person that you were created to be. And does cheerful giving just happen? Are some people more inclined to cheerfully give? Are some people just better than you and me? No. The people who give cheerfully do so because they've undergone training. I read a book several years back called The Life You've Always Wanted, and the title makes it sound like a self-help book, but it's, it's more than that. It's about spiritual disciplines. And the author realized that there were so many people in his congregation that wanted to live more kind, compassionate, uh, patient, restful, and generous lives, but they just didn't quite know how to get there. And the author saw people trying to do the right things, but they just kept falling short. And in this book, the author talks about the principle of training versus trying. And this was so helpful to me. You've heard me mention this before, probably a couple years ago, but this principle of training versus trying is so helpful. Do we have any runners in the room? All right, we've got a few. Anyone ever run a marathon, or a half marathon, or a 5K? I can put my hand up for that one. <laughs> it's hard work, and those who have never done it, we still recognize how difficult it is. Even if you're a runner, I wonder how successful you would be if you woke up tomorrow morning and said, you know what, I'm going to try and run a marathon today. 
Do you think you'd have much success? <laughs> no, probably not. And you'd probably pull a whole bunch of things and be in a whole bunch of pain. The only way that you're going to accomplish the feat of running a marathon is through training. You have to work up at it uh, bit by bit. You have to build up stamina and endurance to complete that 26.2 mile journey. And if you want to become a cheerful giver, it won't happen by trying harder. It will only happen by training. The truth is that it will hurt sometimes in the midst of your training, just like it will hurt to train for a marathon. And you can't go from couch to marathon overnight, and you can't go from zero giving to cheerful giving in a day, a week, or even a month. It takes training. And we train by following these stewardship principles of being faithful with what's been given to us, saving all we can and giving all we can. We train by taking advantage of the service opportunities that are presented to us, whether it's a children's or a youth ministry service opportunity, whether it's a Habitat for Humanity build, whether it's congregational care ministry, a Christmas in October project, a volunteers mission team, uh, or uh, participating in the seasonal choirs or handbells. There are so many different ways that we can train ourselves to become the kinds of cheerful givers that we want to become, that we were meant to become as God's image bearers. As we plan for the next year of ministry and mission here at Westlake UMC, we are inviting you to prayerfully consider what type of commitment you'll make in the year 2022. And on the way out today, we'll have commitment cards available to you. We're inviting you to bring that commitment card back next Sunday after having determined how much you will pledge to support the mission and ministry of your church in the next year. And as part of our worship next week, we will offer these pledges to God together, knowing that God can multiply our gifts to exceedingly more than we could ever imagine. And so I invite you to please take a card as you go today. And by the way, you can also find this commitment card online at our website, westlake-umc.org stewardship. And you can submit it electronically as well. As I close today, I invite you to continue training, to find that stewardship sweet spot where time, treasure, and talents align so that you can be a cheerful giver. And remember that God loves a cheerful giver because God knows how that transforms you into the kind of person you really want to be. May the God who is love inspire us to share that love in meaningful ways in this next year. Thanks be to God. That was really helpful. Now, there are lots of different ways that you can give. They're really convenient. Um, if you're worshiping in person, you can give in the offering plate that's out in the narthex. You can also give on the website 
at westlake-umc.org and click the Give Now button. You can text WESTLAKEUMC in all caps to 73256, or you can always mail or drop off a check here at the church. Um, thank you for your generosity and faithfulness and cheerful giving. We appreciate you. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of Thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my King. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages from thee. Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold. Take my intellect and use every power as you choose. Here am I. shall be no longer mine. Take my heart, it is thine own. It shall be thy royal throne. Take my love, my Lord, I pour at your feet its treasure store. Take myself and I will be ever only all for thee. Here am I It's all. 
Thank you, Foundation. That was beautiful. Friends, let us offer our prayers to God as an expression of our love for one another, our neighbors, and our world. For those of you worshiping online, feel free to offer any joys or concerns you might have in the chat or comment section. Let us pray. God, we celebrate the wedding of Angie Moore and Kevin DeLarocco and their parents, Morris and Lorraine Moore, and the late Terry Moore. We celebrate the birth of William James Graham to Andy and Darcy Graham and their grandparents, David and Doogee Graham. We celebrate birthdays of Allison Durkop, Stephen Dunn, Michael Cowden, and more. We give thanks for all of those that came out to the Fall Festival last Sunday and express our gratitude to those that volunteered to help make it possible. We give thanks for Gerard Vanderworken, who led the team of volunteers that participated in the Habitat for Humanity build yesterday, and for those who provided lunch for the team. We also express thanks for all who have contributed financially to support these efforts. We pray for our Holy Land trip members to experience the joy and beauty of this historic place as they travel safely throughout. God, we are saddened and grieved by the recent anti-Semitic acts in our greater Austin community. We know that our Jewish siblings are hurting and on high alert. May they know our support, love, and care on many fronts, including from our church community. May we work to spread your love and peace as we pursue what is just. God, we reach out to you the one who hides us under the shadow of your wings. May you shelter those who are hurting. Tend the sick, give rest to the weary, sustain the dying, calm the suffering, and console the distressed. All for your love's sake. Let's take the next few moments of silence to offer up to God what weighs most heavily upon us. Giving and forgiving God, you created the good earth and blessed it. Help us to lean into cheerful giving, that we may rejoice and give thanks for the abundance of your creation, the depths of your mercy, and your care for all. Amen. Now we pray with faith and conviction the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you. Let's stand as we sing our closing song as we pray that God is glorified in us. Your love has captured me. Your grace 
to dancing. You set my heart on fire in the presence of a thousand kings. You are my one desire. I stand before you now with trembling hands lifted high. Be glorified. Your love has captured me. Your grace has set me free. Your life, the air I breathe. Be glorified in me. You set my feet to dancing. You set my heart on fire in the presence of a thousand kings. You are my one desire. I stand for you now with trembling hands lifted high. Yeah. Be glorified, be glorified in me, be glorified in me, be glorified in me, be glorified. Let's sing that again. Be glorified, be glorified in me, be glorified. set me free your life the air I breathe be glorified love that thank you huh God is good. <laughs> God is so good. And God loves a cheerful giver because God knows that when we are transformed into that person, into the cheerful giver, we become more of who we really want to be anyway. And God is generous. And as image bearers, we are called to be generous as well. On your way out, please, I invite you to take one of those commitment cards, and also you can uh, retrieve that online as well at westlake-umc.org slash stewardship. You can get that commitment card online as well. Thank you so much. I invite you to go now in the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and in the communion of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Captured me.
air I breathe be glorified in me. You set my feet to dancing, you set my heart on fire in the presence of a thousand kings. You are my one desire. I stand before you now with trembling hands lifted high. Be glorified. Be glorified in me. Be glorified in me. Be glorified in me. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified. has captured me your grace has set me free yeah. your life the air I breathe be glorified in me